While the summer months approach and the weather is warming, everyone is grabbing a breath of fresh air, a cold drink, and taking in the sights and sounds of race cars once again. For Grid Life, this means a return to the racetrack sooner than later. And in the virtual realm, a return to Grid Life iRacer's Hard Times Challenge, which brings us across the globe to Twin Ring Motegi. A test track for Honda containing both an oval and a road course layout, this 13-turn facility is point-and-shoot, with long straights, tight hairpins, bridges, and tunnels. It's a perfect site for the challenging Porsche GT3 Cup car, where nearly 60 drivers will be cut down to 40 in round number two of the season. Welcome back to Grid Life Gaming. My name's Kyle Hire, joined tonight by Adam Jabay. As we get a little bit of a late start here, Adam, some technical issues. We got them sorted finally, uh, but now it's time to go racing for round number two of the season at a Honda test track across the world from where we were last week. Yeah, a long way away, 2.98 miles, a uh, relatively new course in it compared to some of the older courses uh, in the real world that we've been driving. Uh, built in 97 by Honda as a company's effort to bring the IndyCar series to Japan, the, a very unique facility. It really is, and I do want to take a look at this. Again, we're a little bit late because of some technical issues, but we're finally here, Adam, so let's take a quick moment to uh, take a look at a couple housekeeping things. First of all, a look at the track map here. This is a track that not that many are familiar with. It's a 13-turn, 2.9-mile road course, about 4.8 kilometers around here. Turn number one, kind of a double apex right-hander between uh, turns one and two right there on the right-hand side of your screen, and it's a run down to another double apex left-hander, this time uh, turns three and four before a very long straight down to turn number five, that's the right-hander. Then through six, seven, eight, kind of the yes is the sweepers. Turn number nine, a hairpin leading to turn 10. Another hairpin, Adam. Lots of hairpins and lots of straights here at Motegi, but it's a very fast racetrack with lots of challenging braking zone. Yeah, we're, uh, we're hearing it uh, kind of being called like a flatter road America. The corners are overall pretty slow, but the track is not low speed. Uh, extended straights, uh, lots of passing opportunities, uh, especially with all the, the challenging braking zones and the digs out of those slow corners. Let's have a look here at our format for this evening. Again, we've been using this format for a little while now, but I think it's about time we take a look at what we're doing tonight. We had uh, about 53 drivers try to qualify, and up to 120 are allowed to qualify pre-event. We've had 53 tonight, so all of them will get a chance to race. We're going to split them into two 30-driver heats. Heat 1 with the odds from qualifying, Heat 2 with the evens. We have Heat 1 gridding right now. The top 15 from each heat will transfer directly to the feature. The bottom 15 will head to the LCQ, where only the top 10 will make it into the event today. And I got to thank Tom O'Gorman for being quick on the action tonight and making sure that we had time to talk about these things. He delayed the start <laughs> of Heat 1 just by a few minutes here, Adam, as we got sorted and situated here uh, on the Grid Life YouTube channel. But we'll head back to the racetrack here as we have our evens prepared for the gridding, Tom O'Gorman, uh, as we just mentioned him, he is actually sitting on pole for this race. If you want to follow along live with the action, uh, in uh, at least in text form, you can head to our live timing page at simtvbroadcasting.com slash timing if you want to check out the live timing as the race continues on. So heat number one about to begin here. Uh, six laps, Adam, not a lot of time to get this underway. Let's take a quick look at the weather. Uh, track surface 74, pretty cool out there. Should be grippy for these drivers at the very least. Yeah, real flat track. There's barely any elevation change, but uh, yeah, obviously relatively new pavement, but these cars are known to be a little bit quirky on the brakes, and uh, this is definitely a hard braking intensive track, and brake time, uh, you know, perfection in the braking zones is going to make up, uh, I think it's going to separate the uh, the drivers from the Larrys tonight here. Absolutely. We want to thank Mike's Harder for coming on board and sponsoring the 
Ridlife iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. They've come on for a four-race partnership here, Adam, and it's been really exciting to, to be with them uh, for this season. We had an absolute barn burner of a season opener at Virginia International Raceway last week. Uh, it was Austin Cobb in the 36 that had such a dominant performance there, but he's got a lot of, uh, I would say, competition this week. We see Tom O'Gorman has out-qualified him. Another driver we have to watch out for is going to be Dan Nyman in the number 53 car, I believe he is, in the second heat. And also Jackie Ding in the number 86 car. He's back here at the tail of the grid. Well, actually, I shouldn't say tail. We'll be starting in ninth place. This is the first time we've seen him in this Porsche Cup car here for the Hard Times Challenge. A time attacker who typically drives a Supra. This is a bit of a departure from that particular platform, but should be a lot of fun to watch him race tonight. Yeah, I think he's just getting into the sim uh, world. He's been playing all the different uh, actual gaming platforms, uh, but uh, relatively new to the uh, the virtual world. But uh, drives a S2000, a newer Supra, and uh, just got his Project AE86 running. Uh, you can check out his YouTube channel. Very interesting uh, content over there. I do believe but, uh, he's actually wide... streaming as well tonight. So if you want to watch wide variety of cars, yeah, he's got that. he's got yeah. a lot of variety of cars. He's got a lot of variety of talent. I was joking with him earlier that uh, I got to get the camera on the ding fling, the patented move down the inside, <laughs> uh, chucking it over the curbs. Uh, again, this track is you know it's challenging in a different way than VIR was challenging at him last week. We saw a lot of sweeping corners up the S's. Here, it's a lot of. I mentioned earlier, point and shoot, a lot of hard braking zones, which is really where the challenging point of these Porsches are. The, there are no ABS on these cars. The rear engine layout means the light is very, the front is very light, uh, which means that they lock yeah. up very easily. Yeah, and mistakes here, uh, they, they seem to punish more than normal, according to a couple of the drivers I've been talking to, uh, especially because uh, some of the mistakes are in braking zones, and a lot of those corners lead on to a long straight, uh, and uh, maximum corner speed is going to pay dividends on those big, long straightaways. Time to go racing tonight. We've got six laps in heat number one on for you right now on the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. Here we go. Six laps around Twin Ring Motegi all the way across the world from our first round last week at VIR. On the pole, Tom O'Gorman. And on his outside, Austin Cobb from his amazing performance at VIR. Green flag flies racing at Motegi. The field fans out as they run down to the double apex right-hand turn for turn number one. That's Houghton down the inside. He's all sorts of sideways. Back across the racetrack. Everyone comes to a dead stop. The 462 of Chris Harp gets into him. They straighten each other out. Now back up into fourth. Look at this. Two wide as Cobb goes to driver's right as they head down to turn three at him. Oh, what a rough little first half of that first turn, but it did seem like even some of the carnage straightened itself out, which uh, hopefully uh, brings some of those cars back into contention. Wild uh, wild car to drive and definitely a unique track that most people are not familiar with in the, in the real world. It's even actually hard to find in-car footage of this track. Uh, there's not that much out there, but... Uh, Hopefully the rest of this, uh, this race nice and clean. There's Jackie Ding in eighth place in the number 86 right in front of him. That's Jacob Bessemer on the outside and Zach Buchanan down the inside of the number 40. Behind him, Justin Tizano's gone off in turn number uh, five, I believe that is. You see Tom O'Gorman though with Austin Cobb right behind him. A great battle for the race lead here. Again, all they're trying to do is make sure that they finish in the top 15 to transfer directly to the feature. So far, Everybody back to David McAllister is in. Actually, make that Ian Schaefer in the 242. So he's the man on the chopping block. It's 4.2 back to Cal Fortner in the 21. Yeah, uh, we're seeing uh, clean up front, but uh, some of these drivers getting this car, a difficult car, but uh, getting this car sorted out. Hopefully we have a good clean run up at the competition at the front there. But uh, I think uh, this might be kind of a, an interesting one for the last chance qualifier. Some of these cars that are getting knocked out in the early portion of the race, that will be where they head.
Again, we're going to have another heat race after this, and then the LCQ are only 10 drivers transfer. Tom O'Gorman leads the field through turn number 13. That's the final corner on the racetrack, and it looks like Austin Cobb is right there behind him as well. Whoa, car side with the background. That's Barroso in the number 39. He's gone for a spin, noses it into the concrete barrier. Some damage on that car. He will now drop back to 15th, and that is the transfer spot. So if he loses another spot, he's out of the feature race. As we go back to the front, as Austin Cobb puts all sorts of pressure on race leader Tom O'Gorman. And last lap for Tom O'Gorman, 157.341, and Austin Cabot, 157.709. The only two drivers into the 57s. Uh, we have a several, we have a 58, a 59 for Crum and Schickel, uh, and running at the top five at 2.2 minute and 6.08 uh, tenths. That, uh, that separates our top one, two, three, four, and five. There's Colin McHugh in the number 17. He's just gotten around Jackie Ding in the 86. That is for seventh. Ding going to send it down the inside into turn number three. Bit of a lockup, maybe. No, he's going to get on through. Nice pass there for the 86. He goes on through. That opens the door for James Barr. Excellent execution and uh, really just muscled his way in there and held that line. Just a nice, clean pass. Not easy to do that, and, and Ding has done it, so he goes through to seventh. He's got a hungry group of race car drivers behind him. He's McHugh, which he just got by, then Vallejos in the 53, Ryan Carwile, McAllister, and more, all chomping at the bit to get on by Jackie Ding in this uh, 86 car, and he locks up. He's going to go wide, and James Barr will get on by him in the 51. Now, all these uh, these top 15 drivers have to do, as you said, is really maintain or better their position and cleanliness in the next four or five laps. That is uh, the best way to do so. It's a difficult car to drive, but uh, a lot of these drivers are running very clean laps. Uh, last lap around a 57.341 for O'Gorman, our fastest of the race. Into the braking zone now for, I believe this is turn number 10 or 11. I think this is 11 down here. I can't remember off my track map, but James Barrow re-clear Jackie Ding. You head underneath the oval section there as you see it pass below. And uh, James Barr will come on through and hang on to seventh for now. Closest battle on the racetrack right now is this group with Vallejos in that uh, number 53 Porsche. Bit of a slide on corner exit. Carwile McAllister lining up behind him. Yeah, and uh, the twin ring Motegi, obviously, it's because there's twin circuits. Uh, we do see the road course go underneath the oval twice uh, in this uh, in one lap. So they, uh, they enter and exit uh, oh. the road course. Trouble for Vallejos, and he's also oh, gone man. off with Carwile and McAllister. So all three of these drivers have had an issue. And it was, I think, Carwile that ran into the back of Vallejos. Here's another look here at him and see if yeah. the 43 just gets in here hot. Yeah, Vallejos uh, was right around the transfer position, uh, 13th, 14th. Uh, he's still holding out, but we'll see what he has to do. Uh, a few more laps to go. Up front, Kurt Crum has had issues. He goes off. And so that will let Buchanan and Bessemer on by. Meanwhile, James Barr and Jackie Ding approaching the accident scene. Whoa, Kirk Crumb just struggling to get the power back down to the ground on the grass. Ding will go on through back to seventh. Behind him, Ian Schaefer has had an incident. But Crumb trying to fight back from his spin here, Adam. Yeah, we're, uh, we're seeing uh, some pretty fast times overall from the leaders. What was our fastest time of practice in qualifying? Do you have that handy? Uh, I don't have that handy, uh, but I do know it, was, it had to at least have been in the 40s. Uh, the, well, yes. Yeah, with either low 50s or low high 50s, 40s. Yeah. Uh, we've got a 52-3-3-1 as the fastest lap for P1 Tom O'Gorman right now. Uh, a lot of the cars are in the mid-50s, so they're finding this pace. As you said, not the warmest track temps, but uh, yeah, it seems like the cars are holding their own. Kirk Crum trying to regather his thoughts after going around there on the middle sector. He's got Jackie Ding in his sights now as they head into the braking zones. And again, so challenging downhill 
rear engine car and no ABS. That is so challenging to not lock up that right front tire on the inside. So you're gonna move your brake bias more towards the rear, but that definitely generates some instability in the car. You see James Barr in front of Ding get all sorts of sideways. He'll collect it, but it leaves him vulnerable on corner exits. Here comes Ding to driver's left and Crumb to driver's right. A clean, uh, clean move around that car there, and uh, they kind of split that uh, that slower car there. Uh, and I, during the uh, during the, the tech problems at the beginning of the broadcast here, we saw a lot of car, a lot of images of that right front locking up, and uh, yeah, that getting these cars stable in the braking zones appears to be the biggest toughest problem. Ding down the inside again, trying to get back by Crum, and he turns him around. Crum's gonna go sliding off course. And uh, that was just one of those instances. You see another car off track in front. That's Jacob Bessemer out of fifth place. That's just one of those uh, you know opportunities there that you see. You try to get the nose in the hole there, Adam. But in uh, GLTC, that'd probably be a no-no. But uh, it happens from time yeah, to time. That, uh, that, uh, that's a that's a rough way to get by somebody. I think both drivers not happy with that pass. But uh, right now we're seeing Ding moved up to P5 at the moment. Started his race back in ninth, so he's up a couple spots. Remember, 15th is the position that we're watching. Ian Schaefer is in as it stands. The driver behind him still Cal Fortner, 1.4 seconds back. Tom O'Gorman still leads this race by one second. Then it's Austin Cobb, Evan Schickel, Zach Buchanan, and Jackie Ding. The battle for fifth. Four cars deep. Ding, Barr, McHugh, and Barroso, who had an issue at turn 13 on the first lap. Uh, he sits back in eighth. Yeah, Cal Fortner, uh, just, uh, just a little ways to go. We'll see how he does in the next lap or so. Uh, Right now it is Schaefer in the, in the transfer spot. Uh, his last lap, 2.08.5. He had a rough last lap, but uh, Cal Fortner, uh, new to iRacing. We'll see if he can get uh, transferred into the final. Well, here he is right now with... That's Schaefer riding on board with him. Fortner right behind. So these two definitely battling for position as it stands. But Fortner has caught Schaefer from a little ways back. So I do think that Fortner is a little quicker. I guess the question is... How do you make a, a pass here, especially with the damage that he's got? It's going to hurt his straight line speed. Yeah, two to go. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that car looks like it's seen about a 24-hour Daytona, but we'll see what uh, what he puts it through in the next two. Well, these two battle for the transfer spot. Looks like we've had an issue up front. Jackie Ding hits pit lane, pulling off. I wonder if that was a self-penalty there, Adam, but uh, it's going to be a disappointing night for Ding if he doesn't get back out there on the racetrack, and it doesn't look like he will. With only two laps to go, he'll pull in as Evan Schickel goes around. He was inside the top five. And just, yeah, well, it's on the we're, curb we're there. Seeing, uh, we're seeing, it looks like uh, right now, the transfers, transfer position. Uh, Cal Fortner up to 14th. Uh, Ian Schaefer in 15th at the moment. And now Kyle Vallejos with that very damaged 53 car. No hood on that machine. He wants to get back by this 242 because that would put him in transfer spot. Drivers fighting hard in front of him. Eric Hallmark, Chris Hart, Fortner, and Schaefer all right there. He just needs to gain one of those spots. Doesn't need to get all of them, just one. And that'll do. Yeah. Look at these two fighting in front. Not a huge gap there. He's only about uh, four-tenths of a second back. Uh, he needs clean, consistent braking and uh, perfection in all these turns. These, uh, there's several double apex turns here, but so many passing opportunities. You just need to get off of the turn, do it cleanly, and uh, run down that big straightaway. The door slammed shut there as Schaefer took his line and forced Lejos to back out, so no opportunity there. He'll have to fight again. 15th spot, again, the bottom of the uh, the ticker right above that white line. That is the position that everybody needs to be above if they want to transfer straight to the feature. And Vallejo's yeah. still right behind. Now we're seeing a new fast lap. Austin Cobb set the fastest lap of this uh, this first race, a 51.655, and Tom O'Gorman just behind him with a 51.846. So quite a battle up front there. Uh, about uh, eight-tenths of a second separate. 
Final lap for the race leaders. Tomo leads the way. Austin Cobb six tenths back for fifth place. Though look at this, Colin McHugh in that uh, red, white, and green Porsche Cup car in the 17 right there in the middle of your screen. He's got Barroso right behind him, and that's a. I think that's the Apple-sponsored car as they head down into turn one. Schickle right behind as well. Car off. That is James Barr. He's going to slide out of what was a fifth-spot run. That'll let Kurt Crum on through, and Barr will fall all the way back to ninth. I love seeing the beautiful Apple livery. That is uh, one of those iconic liveries uh, in all of sports car racing. Great liveries here overall. Some of the Mike's Harder liveries. Uh, some really cool stuff happening uh, in the, uh, the design portion of this race. Tomo's paint scheme, the Mike's Harder on it, as well as Asus, who's partnered with Tom a little bit the past couple months in his esports endeavors. We go back to 15th spot. Schaefer, the black and white car, the middle of your screen. He's the transfer car. Uh, looks like Jackie Ding has gotten back out on the racetrack one lap down. He will have to fight it out in the LCQ right in front of him. Look at Chris Harp. He's all over Eric Hallmark as Hallmark drops a wheel on corner exit. Yeah, that is quite a battle there, uh, and they're still safely inside. Chris Harp right now in 13th, Cal Fortner 14th, and Ian Schaefer 15th, as you said. A slide on corner exit for Hallmark, but he's still got the spot as it stands. Up at the front of the racetrack, Tom O'Gorman leads the way. He's led every lap from start to finish. You see Zach Buchanan in third. That will put him on the third row on the inside lane, which will effectively be uh, fifth spot for the start of this race, so I think he'll be pretty happy with that performance as we jump back because it's only two tenths. Vallejo's going to jump down the inside. A stack up on driver's right. He's down and through. Vallejo's to the transfer spot. He's going to rough up Schaefer, and he's got it for now, but we'll see if Schaefer can respond. Not much to go. Uh, it's going to be anybody's uh, race here for P15, uh, and that, as we said, that gets you into the final automatically without having to uh, run the gamut in the LCQ. Tom O'Gorman has already taken the checkered flag. Austin Cobb will come back in second. Buchanan in third. McHugh and Barroso fourth and fifth. But Schaefer quickly losing sight of 15th spot. Final couple corners. Big stack up. Schaefer's going to go down the inside. Hole closes. He can't quite fit in there. And it looks like that might be it. Schaefer will have to fight it out in the LCQ unless these drivers get together. Fortner, Vallejos. Oh, big of a touch there into the final corner. And Schaefer cuts the course. He'll have to give up that time. Vallejos transfers through Schaefer. Will not. He'll have to fight it out in the LCQ. Yeah, as you said, O'Gorman, Cobb, Buchanan, and McHugh in P1 through 4, Barroso, Schickel, Bessemer, Crum, Barr, McAllister, Adams, Hallmark, Harp, Fortner, and Vallejos make it through in the P1 through 5. So quite a uh, quite an interesting battle here. A lot of uh, a lot of tiny storylines separating uh, P1 through P16. Uh, all you got to do is not be P16 or behind, but uh, it's a tough one to race. It's a tough racetrack, tough car to drive. We've called it the German death sled. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of nicknames for this uh, this car uh, as we roll into heat two. Uh, but uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of a fun one there. The start was a little bit of a kerfuffle, but not too terrible. The kerfuffle will be here and there, but we've got uh, yeah. the LCQ, which at VIR was definitely a kerfuffle. That was the largest kerfuffle yeah, I've seen happen. of all the kerfufflings. Uh, yeah, in, the, in the past the, couple uh, weeks. The team that runs Good Life iRacers uh, really, really tries to stress the cleanliness and stuff, but uh, obviously you know you know better than most how difficult iRacing can be, uh, and um, you run you run into the problems of, uh, of no ABS and, uh, and everything from no ABS, uh, a lack of uh, momentary judgment, to, you know, a, a data glitch with your internet, and uh, you can have a rough race or a great race in iRacing here. 
So this is going to be a really interesting heat because we have some new names here. Elvis Rankin in the number 54. Uh, I, I could be wrong by a year or two here, but Elvis, I believe, is 12 years old, Adam, and he has real-world racing experience. He races uh, on ovals as well as done some karting stuff as well, but he's here tonight in his first-ever Grid Life event, and, and we, this was uh, DJ Alessandrini dragged Elvis here tonight, probably sort of against his will, but Elvis is here, <laughs> and he is really, really talented, so very excited to see how he'll do Elvis Rankin in the 54. For Fanatec podium car. Uh, so we'll see how he will fare tonight. Starting in fourth, a great position to be in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing his performance in this race. Yeah, RP1 through 5 uh, in the lineup right now. Nyman, Paul Darling, DJ Ellison, Drini, Elvis Rankin, as you said, in P4, and Ken House Seal, who's done great overall in Grid Life Fire Racers for years. Uh, it's a solid uh, it's a solid look in P1 through 5 right now, and that'll be, uh, that'll be a tough one to pass for anybody behind. For sure. Again, if you want to follow along with live timing and scoring, you can head to simtvbroadcasting.com slash timing to find yourself a live timing and scoring page of all the events tonight. So Nyman and Darling on the pole, or on the front row, rather. Alessandrini will start in third. As we look back through the rest of the field, a couple other drivers that we've seen here and there. Ryan Kristoff in the 46, always looking for some better luck. It hasn't been the greatest of times the past few weeks, so looking to just have a nice, clean race. Chris Borsma in the 16, that K-Tune Porsche, that is a gorgeous-looking paint scheme uh, out of Canada. He will start in 10th. Yeah, our uh, our Canadian friends, happy to have them with us here uh, in the virtual world. They uh, Many of them cannot run with us in a couple weeks at uh, Gingerman because of the closed border situation, but we're glad we get to see them online. Absolutely. So there's the power of iRacing, is that you can still have fun with your friends, even if it's not uh, all the way the fun uh, at, at a Grid Life <laughs> event. But there's Ken Seal. He'll roll off in fifth place tonight. All the way back to 24th, Robert McDaniels uh, uh, drives a, I believe it's a Miata in GLTC, or at least he did at uh, Atlanta. Yeah, and he's driven uh, HPDE and Time Attack with us in the past as well. So uh, a driver of several Grid Life Road Atlantis. Hope to see more of uh, Mr. McDaniels. All right, green flag in the air. It's going to be another six laps of racing from Twin Ring Motegi. 2.98 miles, and we'll see what happens oh, in just the first turn. There they go. <laughs> that will happen. That will happen. Oh, Doesn't my goodness. Well, a lot of cars pointing the wrong way, but it didn't look like too many hard hits. So hopefully uh, for most of them, they have another six laps to get there. We're still seeing cars slipping and sliding. There is the Nine Lives racing car. Uh, trying to see which driver that would be. That's Joel Morrison in the 71. Uh, his paint scheme based off of his S2000, but that was a mess of a start. We got plenty of time to go back and look at it. So let's do that, Adam. Let's go back and see who was the driver that went to the inside. I believe it was a white car that we first saw spun around sideways. That would have been the 88, maybe? Or that would, would be, uh, I believe, Mickey. Oh, yeah, just lost it and... Rankin gets involved. Kristoff spins around backwards. Oh, no, that wasn't. I don't think that was Mickey. Oh, is it Loopfer? The 16. Oh, it was Loopfer. Just gets oh. turned around. And wow, look at the cars sideways. You see Borisman involved in it as well. And everyone else just trying to dodge and weave and try to miss it. But what a mess of a start there. Oh, I feel bad. Borisman's having a, a rough go uh, race after race in the heat races. Love to see him get a nice clean run, but he's always he never gets the luck of the draw there. So Dan Nyman in the 57, he is your race leader as it stands. Timing and scoring is going to take a minute to update with everyone coming back around to the start finish line. There's DJ Alessandrini in third. Darling going to move to driver's left and into the braking zone, maybe trying to make a pass around the outside. And clean up front so far, as uh, as we've usually seen, these drivers obviously putting tons of hours in over over the last week. Uh, 
at this track and probably many others, but uh, also just their their wealth of experience, their depth of knowledge of this uh, this car and this uh, this platform showing. Across the start finish line, here comes Darling up the inside into the braking zone. Hole opens, hole closes. Nyman hangs on to the lead for now. Alessandrini right behind. I do love Alessandrini's paint job. That uh, I believe that's a Rob Wilkinson uh, uh, work of art right there, isn't it? Uh, it is actually. He did a spectacular job. It was on his Miata as well. Transferred so it over pretty. to the Porsche Cup car. So pretty. Yeah, it is really good looking. As uh, Ken Alcil in fourth. Whoa, DJ's way out wide. That's hard to hang on to here in the gravel traps. But he did a good job as the front two start to pull away. Nyman and Darling, the driver in the transfer spot as it stands. How about Robert McDaniels in the number 37? He started this race in 24th. He's gained nine spots uh, up They've to 15th. Jumped all the way up. All the way up. <laughs> So far, so good for him. Matthew Morehart. Whoa, hello. Bicycle. Yeah, that's not oh. something I've seen in a while. <laughs> Let's go back not, and see how he got himself in this position. Ooh. Not the fast line. Uh, the more interesting result of a, of a not fast line that I've seen on iRacing, though. Yeah, that's uh, really not how I would recommend getting around the lap fast. But Nyman and, and Paul Darling continue to lead this race. Six and a half minutes to go. Uh, we've got 18 of our drivers. Make that 19 of our drivers who started this race out of the 24. Still rolling. Elvis Rankin is in pit lane. That's a disappointing night for him. He was starting fourth and probably would have had a nice race, uh, but obviously issues right from the get-go. There's Val DiPietro in the 102. Going to cross over Stefan Waller in the number six. Bit of contact there on corner exit. A little bit of argy-bargy, as John Heindhoff would say, and Jonas Seeger right behind. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tom O'Gorman before the, uh, the race uh, texted me, uh, the track's been super hard for a lot of people. It's had a lot of it's a lot of straights into extended braking zones. We've been talking about, uh, and while the corners look pretty straightforward, it's so easy to make a mistake, uh, locking up, slowing, or over slowing, or uh, being in the wrong gear, etc. Uh, these cars are already challenging enough on the brakes, uh, and so this this track uh, definitely presents a unique challenge uh, for uh, Good Life iRacers tonight. Into the braking zone for turn one. The six car way late. Can he get it slowed down? He went all the way to the apex curbing, and he'll go back through. That's for eighth place. Nicely done. I didn't think he uh, could make good. it stick, but he did. Good, clean situational awareness there, uh, and uh, nice, uh, a nicely executed pass. Beautiful work. All right, so now down into turns three and four. Waller continues. Nyman and Darling. Nyman slipped a little bit wide. Here comes Darling on through in the 155, and everyone was saying how this 57 uh, this week was uh, just so fast in practice, a full second quicker than everybody else. And everyone spent the majority of the week trying to figure out how he was doing it. And they were looking at his inputs, and it was just a really smooth, really fast lap. Nothing, no witchcraft or wizardry there, but he's got something figured out here. Yeah, that seems to kind of be the theme. Uh, you know, once you once you smooth things out and you really put all those pieces together, real life, virtual, et cetera, that, uh, that's, that's kind of a theme. You know, the smooth is fast theme is uh, it's a, it's a common repeated uh, phrase for a reason. But Darling has got it figured out just slightly better as it stands, so he's going to pull away out of turn number 10 and leave Nyman about two and a half tenths behind, coming to what should be three laps to go, lap four of six this time through. Nyman really smooth on the brakes, and you see him close up slightly here. And the thing about Motegi here, uh, Adam, is that a lot of the curving is a lot narrower than you want it to be, and so you'll use a little bit of grass. Just watch Darling. Two tires off there and a kind of half tires off there. You're trying to extend the track yeah. as much as you can. I've noticed that a bunch. Uh, they're really trying to make these turns as big of a radius as possible. 
A lot of wide tire underneath these uh, Porsches, so they, they're not afraid to tuck a little bit into the green stuff. I will say that after uh, performing a couple qualifying efforts at VIR in some test races, I can tell you that the front tires are okay in the grass a little bit, but if you just get one of your rear tires in it, you're going to go around for a very quick spin. So uh, kind of a disappointing end of your day if you just catch that. But the front three have been pretty composed so far. And I think DJ's probably has not had enough time to practice this because you would typically see him leading this race by a ton. He's got his competition set up for him this week as you see Ken Seal closing in from behind. He knows what he needs to do, though. So DJ, uh, obviously smart. He wants to get to the final. Uh, he just needs to be uh, P15 or better. Uh, right now, not the worst place in the world for him to park it. And again, really no need to do anything crazy in this race. You just need to stay inside the top 15. Meanwhile, 15th place is Robert McDaniels in the number 37. He had an off last time, and it brought Joel Morrison right back into the mix. This is the battle for the transfer spot. The red 37 and the black and green. Uh-oh. Uh uh, yes, uh, Max Lutfer came on through in 17th. I was just looking at the timing screen. It had something funny looking on it for Joel Morrison, but here he is trying to chase back down Daniels. Uh, and he's been quicker every single lap of this race other than the one that he crashed on. So we'll see if he can get there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it, that, that's usually uh, you, you want to be faster than the lap that you crash on. Yeah, that's usually a goal. <laughs> right now, that transfer spot, as you said, uh, McDaniels and Morrison, both uh, from... Uh, down south and uh, hopefully that uh, get a good clean battle and some uh, some good laps back uh, for Morrison uh, if not it'll be it'll be time for Morrison in the LCQ always my favorite of the uh, of the evening Tuesday night LCQ is always, uh, <laughs> always a party there's Nick Nelson in the 663 chasing Valdi Pietro for ninth and Nelson started this race in seventh he's dropped back a couple spots you see the damage on the nose of these cars and these cars are typically fairly robust in the nose because really all the important stuff's out back but uh, it will hurt it aerodynamically again this isn't a really a high downforce track but it certainly will hurt your straight line speed to see D Pietro struggling to get the, down to the speed he needs for turn number one and Nelson's going to poke up underneath the inside he'll have that spot that is for ninth place yeah, we do apologize to some of the viewers on YouTube. It seems to be having uh, an issue with YouTube, but uh, right now you can go to Twitch. Uh, I believe we're on Facebook Live. Uh, right now. I know the Twitch is working. I don't know why YouTube is still yeah. not, but we're going we're gonna to do our best. I don't know what yeah, technical gremlins are out there tonight, Adam, but they're not. Uh, they're having their way with me this evening. Yeah, the, the YouTube is, uh, I think the, <laughs> it, it must be uh, a, a full moon outside. This is it? Is haunted. <laughs> it could be. I do a lot of streams, Adam, and it's very rare that I have this particular... I don't think I've ever had this particular... Yeah. Uh, certainly something. It's got to... We'll blame it on the Rona. We'll blame it on the Rona. Maybe we can... Yeah, uh, let's do that. As, uh, again, you can watch it... Well, I guess it doesn't matter because they can't hear us anyway, but you can watch it on Twitch. Uh, as we yeah. see, uh, this is 25 of Ravi Madagaran. That's Stefan Waller behind him in the sixth spot. Right now, fastest lap of the race, I believe, is a 51.814 for Ken House Seal. Uh, P1, Paul Darling, right now, his last lap and best lap, a 52.242, followed uh, by Daniel Nyman with a 52.149 for the last lap. Uh, so some quality clean laps up front, 51s, 52s, and 53s. We're seeing a lot of those. So last lap this time through, white flag in the air for Paul Darling in the 155. Nyman and Alessandrini second and third here. Again, no real importance for these positions, but think back to 15th. Joel Morrison has gotten by Robert McDaniels at him, and that will put him in a transfer spot. 
Yeah, we're seeing McDaniels right now in P16. Uh, he uh, he ran a 59.804 last lap with a 58.811 for Morrison. So Morrison just a little bit cleaner, a little bit more tidy. A super unique uh, track here, though, we're crossing under a different track of the same facility twice in one lap. It does uh, make for a little bit of a picturesque, uh, picturesque scene here in the Japanese countryside. It really is a, a beautiful racetrack. It's not one that really gets used all that much. Uh, so it's kind of a shame because it's actually a pretty entertaining racetrack again, particularly with this car. But what we haven't seen a whole lot tonight is a lot of side by side. It's so difficult to do that in these short corners where it's all about getting your braking right. And it's so difficult to be that even with someone going into the corner. So you see a lot of passing into the braking zones, but not really sustained side by side like we would have seen at VIR a lot last week. Yeah, it seems like with these uh, with these really tough braking zones, I mean, you've got to be absolutely perfect uh, in input and uh, location of input and everything. And then you get a lot of double apex or a, a real, real tight sweeper turns where it's harder to go side by side and maintain all that exit speed to use that big straightaway following. Uh, so these cars really trying to line up. They, they, uh, they're chasing each other and they're trying to run their best laps, but it's tougher to get side by side when you're, when you're battling for... for uh, P1 through 15, they just want to get there. There's Nick Nelson in the 663. He's gotten by Matt Christie as the checkered flag is in the air for Paul Darling. He got by the 57 of Daniel Lyman a couple laps into the race. He'll pick up the checkered flag in heat number two. Al Sandrini comes home in third, House Seal fourth. John Nichols in the 38. Nice run for him. He'll come home in P5. Yeah, Allison Drini, uh, P3, Ken Seal P4, J uh, Nichols, P5, Waller, P6, uh, Manogaran, uh, P7, Nelson, 8, Christie, 9, DPHR, 10, and 11th at Seeger, 12th, Webster, Cleaver, it's looking like P13, and Kristoff, 14, and Morrison in uh, 15th, unofficially right now. All right, so while we are waiting for, uh, so actually, Adam, this is a nice time while we're waiting for the results to show here, uh, is uh, I, I just recently started recording these streams, and it turns out that that is going to be really handy tonight, so I can re-upload this to YouTube later. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you saved it. Uh, I do my I best, saved, Adam. Saved the day by saving it, maybe. Not everything goes amazing all the time, as that's... Uh, that's there tonight. I, and this is, uh, we use a, a third party service to do all, handle all the streaming to multiple locations. And it's been very reliable, but it's working just fine to Twitch. And it worked to YouTube for a little bit and then stopped. So who knows what's going on? Maybe it's a YouTube internal issue. Maybe it's a Kyle Hire issue, but uh, either way, well, uh, we'll have it on that, YouTube later. That was part of the issue that delayed the, some of the thing that delayed the stream was that YouTube kept stopping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, always fun. Always fun. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate all the all the the, uh, the viewers in all the different platforms, uh, and we also appreciate appreciate Mike's harder, uh, and uh, and all the all the the back end work of uh, of Mr. Heyer here and Chris Stewart, DJ Alessandrini, Tom McGorman. Who else is uh, who else is deep in the back end of Great Life I Racers? Oh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are back there, but mostly Tom and DJ I think are really the the main guys there, but. Uh, you know, I, I do want to say that I claim no responsibility for what's happening right now. So <laughs> it's, it's somebody else behind the scenes, Adam. It's definitely not me that's controlling everything and responsible for all well, the issues. Uh, we, we're glad that they could. Uh, we're glad that the Good Life iRacers itself could exist for the last several years. And, uh, and, and we're happy to talk about them tonight. So uh, what are we rolling into here next? This is the LCQ coming up. LCQ. So this is the last chance to get yourself into the race. It's called the last chance qualifier for a reason. We've got 
Uh, 18 drivers going for 10 spots. So Elvis Rankin right now, he got crashed out in turn number one in his heat race. He needs to finish there or better if he wants to race in the feature event tonight. Jackie Ding sits ninth. Remember, he had his issue uh, and kind of parking himself for a lap. Uh, he will also have to basically stay where he is if he wants to transfer in. Everybody else, James Houghton, Eric Mickey, Joseph Yang, Fike, Bart, Borsma, Tizano, and uh, Zygmunt, they all have to move up positions in order to make the feature event, the 12-lap feature, or excuse me, the 11-lap race this evening. I'm, uh, I'm going to put my money on a clean start in the LCQ because we haven't seen the McLeanest starts, and I can't imagine it just happens over and over. So I would love to see uh, a super clean start. Let's get these LCQ drivers showing them what's up. I would love to see a really, really good turn one. That, that double apex right-hander has been haunting all these drivers. So while we're waiting, uh, I'll remind you that if you're just joined us on Twitch because of the YouTube issues, uh, make sure that you uh, you follow life on Twitch to so make sure that you catch uh, all the updates. Again, this uh, every single week we do stream to three different platforms, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And when one of them doesn't go right, it's nice to have a backup plan. So make sure that you're, again, if you are on Twitch, that you hit the follow button so you can be alerted to when we go live again here for next week at Sonoma where we're headed. Uh, so heading to the Sonoma Hills at Sears Point, California. That's going to be a fun one as well. So Ian Schaefer, Robert McDaniels on the front row for this race in the LCQ. Chad Curzon in the 74. Max Lupfer in the 688 up here as well inside the top five as well as Ryan Carwell. So a lot of these drivers casualties from the second heat start mess. We'll have to, a chance to rejoin it here as we get the green flag. Green flag in the air. Six laps of racing in the LCQ. The 242 stalled on the start. And trouble as the seven tumbles up and over. Back into Elvis Rankin. He goes up underneath. Back across the racetrack again. Someone else gets caught up. That's George Fike in the 09. And also the nine car of Justin Tizano. The rest of the field somehow makes it through that as we make our way out of turn number two. Well, I did, uh, I did hope for a clean turn one here, and we had a clean turn one. We just didn't have a clean straightaway leading up to it. So, uh, so far, so good. <laughs> oh, Robert McDaniels is around. Oh, more trouble. That's Clif uh, Clinton Ford, excuse me. As looks like uh, Max Lupfer needs to get back on track. As you see, so you're trying to see who's leading now. It's Chad Kurz, and that was kind of a wild start. Timing a little bit bored with some drivers resetting back to the pits. How about Jackie Ding up to second place now with Elvis Rankin to his inside. So Rankin will go back through to take second place. Loop from behind, and there's James Houghton in the 18 car as well. Now all these drivers in the top one through six or seven need to do is hang on and run a clean few laps here. Uh, right now, as you said, Curzon in the lead, Rankin, Ding, Lupfer, and Houghton should be P1 through 5. All they have to do is keep it clean, keep it tight, keep it tidy. There's Chris Borsmo working his way by a couple stricken cars again, just waiting for the timing screen to correct itself as the, the stricken cars that are removed, removed themselves from the racing surface are not uh, in the way of the race leaders here as the iRacing basically puts them at the in front of everyone until they come back to the start-finish line. Here's Eric Mickey in the 88, involved in that lap one, turn one collision in heat number two. He sits eighth right now after starting in 12th. So far, so good uh, in the rest of lap one for the most part. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll know more in just a minute. This LCQ never does fail to deliver. And uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to flip a Porsche in a straight line, but they figured it out. They figured it out. There's Chad Curzon. He'll be headed to a home track in Sonoma next week. This is the first time I've seen this name here and already impressing. Again, finding your way in the LCQ doesn't mean you weren't fast enough in the heat races. It could also mean that you've gotten involved in a collision or got taken out, which might have happened to some drivers. You see James Houghton in the 18, now defending from Eric Mickey and Jackie Ding in the 86 into turn number one. 
And I did just get a text from Rob Wilkinson. He said, DJ and Tom weren't even in Grid Life iRacers when they started it. Uh, so <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Gotta make sure to give Rob credit where credit is due. And again, Rob yeah. has, has done a great job as well, as well as painting a lot of the paint schemes you're seeing out here tonight, uh, including yeah, the 18 of, of James Howe. Yeah, so I guess uh, Eric Cattill and uh, and Rob Wilkinson, uh, yeah, they, they get to take claim for the originations. <laughs> fair <laughs> so, enough, we, fair uh, enough. I've only been here work. since Tom and DJ were involved, so that's I claim ignorance yeah. to that. Yeah, uh, I, I, we, we love the work that they've put into, uh, into it over the years. Uh, anybody involved in the back end of it. Uh, uh, really, I remember when they asked to just call it Grid Life iRacers, and I was like, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Just call it Grid Life iRacers. <laughs> So I'm glad they did. So, so far, so good. The uh, the, the, the the last uh, 30 seconds or so, no, we didn't get to see the bottom of any cars. That's a plus. Yeah, well, not since the start of the race. There's Eric Mickey in the 88, right behind James Houghton, and Mickey uh, a crossover from the Sim Championship Racing Series, who is the first ever group to work with Sim TV, as he heads down the inside and goes uh, through to fourth place. And we're seeing Curzon P1, Rankin P2, Loop for P3, uh, Mickey P4, and Houghton P5 with a ding in P6 right now. Uh, so far, so good. The cleanliness is extending. Lap times are dropping. Uh, we've got a few more laps to go. What about six minutes on the clock right now? Six minutes left to go, but again, we're doing this by lap, so this time through will be yep. lap uh, three of five here, it looks like, as Curzon comes across the line. Really curious about Elvis Rankin in the 54. If he can win this, it means he can start 30th in the race, and that might not seem like a prize, but I'd rather start 30th than 40th to see lap traffic. That's Robert McDaniels pull right out in front of the race leader. That's Curzon on driver's left. He'll pull over now, but that certainly helped Rankin pull in Curzon just slightly. Just a little bit. The gap there right now, a, a 1.2 second gap curves on to Rankin. Uh, and, uh, and as you said, Rankin has some uh, some real-world race experience and obviously very heavily simulator-based. So we'll see what he's got for us in the next few laps. Just a couple laps to go. Look for look for a uh, MP3. He is a veteran of GLTC driving. Uh, what he's, I think he's one of the old driver, drivers of the old Mercedes, and he's building a BMW 2002. Yes. Maybe? And, and uh, he's been doing rust removal on it for what feels like probably long enough for it to start rusting again. So I think, yeah, he might he might want to start painting that thing before it starts to rust away again. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Ding's had it off. And that's uh, over, I think, entering turn number five, I believe. So let's go back yeah, and see. Yeah. Oh, he was having all... What the heck? <laughs> uh, Jackie was uh, was doing something with the race car. Uh, I th <laughs> it, 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 he maybe unplugged his steering wheel or something. You never know. Have a look at this. <laughs> He's having fun at the very least, but some damage on that car from a previous incident, and he'll head back to the pit lane. It will not be uh, a race for him that I see. Elvis Rankin, he's gone through to the race lead as Chad Curzon uh, lets him on by, so move the 54 up to the top spot. Again, uh, brought in, drafted by DJ Alessandrini, 12 years old, Adam. Uh, I don't even know if I... It was really, I, I wasn't even exposed to racing. I, I'd gone to a race probably twice when I was 12. Yeah. And Elvis is out there actually racing, which is pretty awesome. When I, when I was 12, I wanted to build a 32 Ford hot rod in the, in the worst way. I'd been reading Street Rider magazine. I didn't know what a road course was, uh, but uh, I'm glad to see Elvis out here. He's got, uh, he's got a cool name, and uh, he's laying it down right now. 
in, uh, in P1 right now. His last lap, a 53-0-1-4, the fastest of this session. 54-7-9-3 for Curzon and Loop for a 53-4-4-7 to follow. Really solid race for Elvis Curzon back in second place. How about sixth place, Matthew Morehart in the 24. He's got Chris Borsma behind him, and uh, he kind of slipped under our radar here because we, we documented the issues uh, with really both the K2 cars in the first uh, or the second heat of the night where they kind of got wrecked out. But uh, fifth and seventh right now for Houghton and Borsma. So looking pretty good as they uh, they will both transfer in if, as long as they stay where they are with three minutes to go. Yeah, they're from uh, America's Hat, Canada, and uh, some of our uh, perennial drivers in Time Attack. Uh, and uh, Houghton also, as we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, transferring into GLTC in real life. And he won the Circuit of the Americas inaugural uh, 2020 race. Yeah, that wasn't even really close out there. <laughs> he absolutely obliterated everybody with a brand new car that was bad. mostly untested. Bad. Uh, I mean, he, he actually did not. He didn't get fastest lap, but he did. Uh, he did put on a clinic yes. of, uh, of real cleanly drive, clean driving, perfect laps, and uh, he took three out of the four. I believe. He, yeah, he did have a, a penalty for going wide in turn one. Uh, I think it was in the opening race of the weekend, but uh, came back didn't end up mattering. And he also had a crazy slide. I can't remember what race it was, but he had a crazy slide through the S's at one point. Uh, and, and managed to gather that thing back up with the front-wheel drive save. So that was really impressive as well. Super fun to watch that weekend in his big TSX. So it, uh, we'll, we'll see what he's got for development in the next uh, few races. Hopefully he's, he's, he's gunning for mid-Ohio to be his, uh, his opening uh, for the U.S. races uh, since Coda. Uh, they're, they're crossing their fingers for the border to, uh, to open so they can come play with their buddies. Two laps to go for the race leader. That's Elvis Rankin in the 54. Chad Curzon behind has Max Lufer closing in in the 688. Lufer started out the night with that big slide down in turn number one, which took out probably 15 cars in that second heat. So looking for a bit of redemption, and he sits third as it stands, which is plenty to transfer in. Who's on the transfer position? It's Justin Tizano in the number nine, and he started all the way back in 17th, which was dead last, or second to last, I should say, uh, before kind of poking his way through that big mess of the initial start. Yeah, and Tizano's going to be challenged by George Fike. Uh, George Fike ran a faster last lap, uh, and his best lap is about uh, half a second faster. So uh, if, uh, if there's anything he can, he can do about this, he's hoping for any missteps, any uh, misbreaking. Uh, uh, this is a rough one. It's still anybody's game back there. There's not, big, not a big enough gap there. Borhart in the 24 has Chris Borsma right behind him now. This is her sixth place. Again, nothing really on the line here as long as they both finish where they are standing. Although Borsma, I don't think, is uh, used to just sitting around. He's going to certainly try to grab this spot. You see, very well balanced. He's got this car set up the way he wants it. And very even on the brakes as well. So not locking up or, or making any mistakes, which is really the crucial part about driving this car is being good on the brakes. Yeah, and uh, unlike uh, unlike every other series uh, or some series, I mean, this uh, this series is open setup, I believe, correct? That is correct. And a lot of people use DJ setups as baselines. I know Ken Seal also puts his out uh, for public usage, but they often get tweaked and kind of messed around with. There's not really that much you can change on this car. It doesn't really have crazy settings like an uh, like a Le Mans prototype or uh, or even a Formula car. You know, it's pretty locked down. You can change some springs and damper settings and uh, tire pressures and, and, and bar and that that's pretty much it uh, there's not really a whole lot else you can do which makes it a good platform to kind of adjust and tweak it without being uh, you know a cryptic manual of things that you have to change to be fast 
It, uh, I did hear that uh, the rear wing angle, uh, I believe that's changeable, correct? That, that, that is correct. And uh, a lot of times you'll, you won't see drivers run it maxed out. I did see a lot of drivers, though, running pretty high wing here is... Surprisingly, it's not much of a penalty, so I'm not, not sure why that would be the case at this particular track, but that's the case. I have heard that that makes a couple mile an hour difference, but uh, at least that was at VIR. That VIR straightaway, that's one big long straightaway, but we have a lot of medium to higher speed straightaways at this track, so I'm kind of curious about the setups. Uh, but uh, overall, so far, so good in the last half of this race. Elvis Rankin, 51.932, his best. He is out, out front in P1. Uh, chased by Luke from Mickey Curzon and Houghton for P1 through 5s. So white flag for the race leaders and Rankin again did a, such a solid job but ended up uh, getting taken out earlier and, and good for him for sticking through this here and making his way back to the front and he will transfer in to the feature event here tonight. Again, everybody from Justin Tizano on up will make it in uh, to the 40 car feature race. Joseph Yang, we haven't really talked about him yet tonight in the 551. He will also make it, as will Ryan Carwile in the 43, also collected in that uh, second heat pile up. So looks like he will get a chance to race this evening in the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge as Rankin heads for the last sector. Yeah, it looks like uh, Ding and McDaniel's back out, but uh, sad to see our, our real-life buddies there not being able to make the, the final. But glad that they're giving it a shot here. Uh, and, and a difficult track and a difficult car, but right now, right in the transfer spot, uh, Tizano in P10, Fike in, uh, in P11, uh, with a gap of about four seconds. So it's really uh, Tizano's uh, race to lose right now. I've seen a very surprising lack of... Uh, of spins and carnage and uh, and a lot of stuff in this race. We had it mostly at the top of the green flag, but now we're gonna load 40 of them up onto the, the grid for the final race of the evening, the feature event. Uh, we're gonna run through your race results here in just a moment, then we'll take you to a very short break before we return for the final race of the evening, the feature event, 11 laps around Twin Ring Motegi. The rest of the field comes on through. Eliminated from this race will be Fike, Bose, Jackie Ding, Robert McDaniels, Ian Schaefer, Clinton Ford, Sam Art, and Anthony Zygmunt in the number 44. So here's a look at your results. Rankin on top, but four of the six laps. We'll be back in just a few moments for our final race of the evening. Welcome back live to Gridlife iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder for the feature event. 40 drivers in Gridlife iRacers have navigated the spins and slides on the opening laps in turn number one. And that has been really the challenging spot this evening here, Adam. But now we're going to load 40 of them up and uh, try it again. And hopefully we'll see if we can uh, have a really solid race as well as not take out too many of our competitors. Yeah, I'm glad some of our drivers stuck it through and ran a clean uh, last uh, two-thirds of the, uh, the LCQ. We see some of them at the back of this field right now gridding up. Uh, but in P1 through 5, we're looking at O'Gorman, Darling, Austin Cobb, uh, Daniel Nyman, and Zachary Buchanan. Uh, following them, uh, a lot of familiar names. We're seeing DJ Alessandrini, McHugh, Ken Houseel, Alex Barroso, John Nichols. Uh, and uh, Schenkel there, uh, there in P11. So that is our P1 through 11. Uh, some, some good, clean, consistent laps up there at the front. 
So again, the drivers that have made it here have navigated the up to 120 driver open qualifying earlier this evening. We had 53 drivers qualify for this event. They were then separated into the two respective heats. We took the top 15 of that and then the top 10 from everybody else who didn't qualify. And that is what makes up our field. So Tom O'Gorman, Paul Darling, Austin Cobb, Nyman Buchanan, and DJ Alessandrini, uh, really a top six that really doesn't surprise anybody, but what does surprise me is DJ starting sixth and Ken Seal all the way back in eighth place. These two guys love this car. They practice quite a bit with it, but Darling and Cobb and Nyman and Buchanan all having exceptional nice Buchanan, especially a carryover from the Fuel Racing League over on SimTV and uh, making an appearance here for the first time in grid life. And uh, he would ride last week at VIR, had a pretty good day, uh, but here he sits in P5 for the start of this one. We'll see if he can last 11 laps inside the top five. Most of the cars gridded up right now, and we'll uh, we'll give it just a few more moments uh, before we go green flag here. Twin Ring Motegi, uh, two tracks in one. We are running the road course, obviously, uh, but uh, kind of a really unique facility here in the uh, in Japan, uh, and built actually to bring IndyCar racing uh, kind of uh, to Japan by Honda, uh, and uh, yeah, super unique facility here. Yeah, it really is unique, and this uh, this oval is something special in, in itself. I mean, it, it's so much like Darlington, but also the opposite of Darlington. And again, it's an egg-shaped oval. If you look down from high above, you can kind of see on the right-hand side of the screen, uh, it's wider than the other half of the racetrack, which is down in uh, turns three and four. Uh, but the unique part about it is that unlike Darlington, uh, it's got a lot wider racing surface pretty much everywhere. So you can race... Uh, all over the racetrack, but there's really only one good line. It's a really interesting track to watch, not only uh, IndyCar racing, but also NASCAR racing. If you've ever watched a stock car race there in iRacing, oh. it's quite a hoot there. So 45 seconds left in the gridding process before we turn them loose. Predictions here, Adam. I've got my eye on Cobb and Nyman as my two picks for this race. Uh, I think uh, I think Tom O'Gorman has had, uh, he's had a rough go the last few weeks in Good Life iRacing. I think he's going to be back uh, with a vengeance. All he's got to do is run clean, run up front, and stay there. Running the beautiful yellow and teal Mike's Harder livery on that car will start on the front row. The interesting thing about Motegi also is that uh, pole position actually puts you on driver's left, and the first turn is a right-hander, so that's kind of a disadvantage if Darling can get a good launch off the line here. As we have five mm -hmm. seconds left in gridding, Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder about to go green here in just a moment. 11 laps. For round number two of the season, next week we head back to the United States to Sonoma, California, and then to Brands Hatch to finish out the season. O'Gorman, Darling, Cobb, Nyman, Buchanan. Green flag flies, 11 laps at Twin Ring Motegi. About six cars wide there in the back of the field. We'll see in just a minute how this shakes out. I don't want to see the bottom of any Porsches. We'll see how it goes. So far, so good as the field works their way on through. At the exit of turn two, bit of a bobble by the sixth car. That was Stefan Waller. Everyone else is okay. I think that was Kristoff that might have had a bit of an off at the exit of turn number two. Now four. So far. Oh, but was Very it clean. Very clean overall. A couple of cars finding the green stuff, but as we approach the turn three, four complex, uh, we have most of the cars on the racing surface, so excellent start here overall. Right now, it looks like uh, we've got that beautiful uh, livery of O'Gorman out front. Got Paul Darling right behind him, though, chomping at the bit behind them. It's Austin Cobb, Nyman Buchanan, still where they started. Deeper in the field, though, great battles back here with James Barr in the 51, right behind Ravi uh, Monagaran in the 25. And in front of them, Stefan Waller, Kurt Crum, Jacob Bessem are all the drivers that had top five runs going in their respective heat races. But Buchanan has a mere full of DJ Alessandrini right now. 
Yeah, we're seeing uh, we're seeing that those cars lining up. They've got a much longer race here, 18 and a half minutes to go. Uh, but we're seeing cars lining up through the turns versus battling each other uh, to to finish first. You must first finish. I keep it's so hard for me to say with my terrible American tongue, but it's uh, it's very wise words. Uh, whoever told it to me and told it to that person, it's uh, <laughs> it does ring true in iRacing as well. There's Buchanan now defensive on the inside of Alessandrini. DJ going to break hard in the outside. That's for turn number 11. Maybe try a crossover. Buchanan excellent on the brakes. But Alessandrini's now got drivers left as they head into the Shien. He'll back out. Not really an opportunity, but they are losing time to fourth place Dan Nyman in the 57 car. So they've got work to do if they want to catch up there. And DJ has now Ken Seal right behind him. And they are losing precious, precious time. About a second and a half gap separates Nyman and Buchanan, and uh, only about a one second gap separates O'Gorman, Darling, oh! and Nyman. Mistake for DJ Alessandrini. He locks it up, comes to a nearly a dead stop in turn number one. A rare mistake by DJ, but we saw it last week at VIR as well. Drops back to 12th in line. Now Paul Darling makes a mistake. Here comes Kavar on the outside. Cones go flying as Nyman sits behind trying to figure out which line where to go. Yeah, quite a, quite a battle. These cars got uh, some heat into the tires now, so you can't blame that. But uh, there's a lot of cars and not a lot of space here. So it, it really is down to just hitting your marks and really, really running a super clean lap. It's a hard track and a hard car to run a clean lap at this track. Darling hangs on to second for now. Cobb backs into third. Nyman, though, still right on the rear bumper of the 36 car. Now transitioning back to the right to set up for the left-hander. Heading up through the S's now. Buchanan a little bit wide on corner exit there. Ken Seal goes to the left, but there's no opportunity to get on by, so he's back in behind the 40. But now Buchanan's going to go defensive for the left-hander. Seal around the outside this time. Clean so far for the most part. Uh, we'll see in the next uh, 16 and a half minutes how the rest of it shakes out. Uh, right now, out front, as we've been saying, O'Gorman, Darling, Cobb, Nyman, and Buchan, P1 through 5. Hausiel, Barroso, McHugh, Schickel, and Bessemer in P1 through 10. Alessandrini back to 12th position. He hasn't really been able to gain any spots back since that mistake in turn one at the beginning of this lap, so he's still got work to do. We'll ride on board with him here in just a moment as he comes down into the braking zone. He'll have a look at Kurt Crum. Too far back to make a move here. About six seconds back from the leader, so he's not out of range. He can work, in, work, he can work his way up, and if he, uh, if he runs a super tidy, clean lap over and over and over, I bet you he will. Uh, if anybody can, it's DJ. Uh, DJ has been working a lot of hours, and he, uh, he's been blaming his lack of sleep uh, for his imperfection in driving. But a super seasoned driver, uh, we can't uh, take anything away from him there. I'm sure he'll put on quite a display here for us. Right in front of them, there's a 33 of Evan Schickel. He's out wide. The 41 of Bessemer gets a boot from Kirk Crum in the number 42 car right behind. This is all a battle for about ninth position with Schickel now putting pressure on McHugh. That is for eighth as Tom O'Gorman has a one-second lead over Darling. Then it's a, uh-oh, Tomo just dropped off the timing screen. Maybe an internet issue for Tomo. That would certainly be disastrous for his chances to win this race. We'll see if he returns to the scoring pylon here, but it doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Yeah, that is unfortunate. His, uh, his, his lap was going quite well, a 52.57, his best. And uh, sometimes the internet in Ohio, I guess, gets the best of you. It uh, takes you out of a race in Japan. It's too bad. Tech issues for everybody tonight, including myself. But <laughs> but Tomo going to drop out of the race lead. That He's going to be very upset with that. As, whoa, DJ gets into the back of Bessemer slightly. Everybody checks up behind McHugh. This is a train for seventh place. Darling right now out front. Uh, chased by Cobb, Nyman, Buchanan, and Seal. 
And uh, we're seeing battles all over the pack here. It seems like some of these battles are, are separating, and as these cars get racy with each other, the battle in front of them starts to walk away. Beautiful Apple livery, Apple computers livery right there. I, I do love that look. And all over the back of Buchanan. Now Buchanan's going to go defensive. Barroso back to the left into the braking zone. Buchanan's been so good into turn number 10. Has not been flinching. Gets hard on the brakes. No lockups, no drama. He's on through. Now, with Tomo out, that moves the battle to lead to Paul Darling and Austin Cobb. Where are they? A tenth and a half separated as they come across the start-finish line this time through. That number four of 11 as they cross the line. Yeah, that battle for, for fourth spot right now, Buchanan Barroso, that is uh, a tight one. A 53-2 uh, and a 53-0, the last lap for both of those. So they're, they're only getting tighter. New Schickle, Alessandrini still fighting back. Well, I'm just watching all the battles on the racetrack. We're back up to Barroso, hunting down the 40 car of Buchanan, but unable to get a run. And this is what's so challenging about a track like this is that it's not momentum driven. This is so much point and shoot. It's really difficult. If you're struggling at corner exits in particular, good luck trying to pass anybody. It's gonna be a bad day. Yeah, and, and you're almost hoping for a, a misstep or an imperfection in braking because that seems to be the, the weak point for these cars, and there's so much of it in this track. Uh, but right now, uh, yeah, the leaders really, they've, they've got their marks hit, and they keep hitting them over and over and over. McHugh falls a spot to Alessandrini, back up at the front of the field, four-tenths of a second now between Darling and Cobb. Cobb was so fast last week at VIR. Uh, this week, he's also been a top-five competitor. We haven't really seen him with the winning pace. See him drop a wheel there. That'll cost him about a tenth or two. Yeah, 51.909, uh, his best lap and his last lap as well. Uh, about a uh, .6 gap to Austin Cobb, who's behind him. There's Dan Nyman. Pressing everybody this week, taking everyone by storm in the practice sessions. Everyone was looking at that time saying, I don't know how the heck you run it. But watching it back, they realized it was just smooth, consistent driving. That's what's gotten Nyman into third place tonight. So a long way to go. Enough for him to challenge these race leaders as Val DiPietro's had an issue. You see him there in the 102. Back and see what happened. There may be contact from the 151. That would have been David McAllister. Just a little touch there and enough to send around the 102. Yeah, it just gets into the back back bumper just barely, ever so slightly with that uh, that love tap, but uh, that love tap is not the fast line, unfortunately. Evan Schickel, DJ Alessandrini for seventh. He's just working his way back up. He was down, I believe, to 12th. And uh, looking at P7, he is uh, seven seconds back from the leaders right now. And... Uh, Running a real fast lap time. His last lap at 52.519. That is just about good enough to maintain pace with the leaders. He's working his way through traffic. CT Jalcenter, he's just working the wheel. You saw him in the mirror hacking it a little bit. You can drive this car in a slide slightly. It takes a little bit of, uh, of, of care not to let the car step out too much because that rear engine will basically swing it around. But a little bit of a power slide can actually gain you a little bit of time at the expense of tires. The problem is, uh, for drivers that don't want to do that, it's a short race, so I don't think your tire wear is really going to be a huge factor. Yeah, uh, 20 minutes overall. We're about just approaching the halfway mark. 11 minutes to go, just about. DJ has uh, he's he's been he's been working his way through that field. So I'm really curious to see where he goes uh, from that that slight misstep, putting him down to 12th, almost into seventh. He and Schickel are uh, really battling right now. 
the Canada to Barroso. Barroso struggled to get the car rotated. He'll drop about six tenths of a second off of Buchanan. Up at the front of the field, though, Paul Darling still leads by six tenths of a second, and Austin Cobb has not been able to close. So now, with the tires are warm here, Adam, how difficult is it to just find that extra tenth? I mean, you're always pushing the most you can, but in a car like this, it penalizes you so much. Are you willing to step over that line to try to grab that last spot? <laughs> not, uh, not if you want to maintain. I mean, we're, we're seeing these this razor sharp edge of uh, of on and off the track with these cars at this facility. I think uh, I think we're we're not deep enough in this to to really start uh, to really start going and throwing the marbles all over the racetrack. Let's keep this thing clean. That is, I think that is the fine strategy. Just really tighten your lap up. There is your race leader, Paul Darling, in the 155, Austin Cobb, Nyman, Buchanan, Barroso. Then it's Hauseel, Schickel, and Alessandrini, who continues to drive his way back forward after the slip-up in turn number one a few laps ago. Justin Tizano has had an issue on the front straightaway. My guess, uh, probably slipped up on the last corner. Here's a look. I caught grass right there. Yeah. Thought he could throttle up, couldn't do it. A little bit self-inflicted there, unfortunately. He makes that uh, makes that Porsche slightly less attractive, but uh, not not the worst uh, worst way to take yourself out of a race. At least, at least he didn't take anybody else with him. Right now, we've got Darling out front, and he is he's stretching that gap just a little bit. He ran uh, the fastest lap of the race, a 51.477, uh, besting uh, the 51.486 of Cobb just behind him. Riding on board with Kurt Crum, he's chasing Colin McHugh in the 17. Up the road, you see Alessandrini hunting down Evan Schickel. Crum trying to get the power down here. Again, no traction control in these cars either. Now, the acceleration isn't quite as bad as the braking because you have all the weight over the rear tires, so it really grips pretty well on exit. It's really the entry that's the challenging part for everybody on this car. Yeah, Porsches notoriously have that, uh, that very interesting handling dynamic, uh, just kind of by the inherent nature of the car with the engine the furthest thing back. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's become an iconic car uh, in its own right, and I think a lot of it is just because of how different it is. It's, it's a difficult car to drive, but when you can master it, it's kind of glorious. Sliding through turn number 13. Oh, big slide for Schickel. He'll hang on to it, but Allison Reed's going to yeah. go up driver's left and pass that position for seventh. Yeah, it looks like DJ found his, uh, his mark, uh, and he took it there. He's on the outside, looking to the outside, and... Uh, Clean pass right now. Overall, the double apex turn here. Let's see if we can maintain. Nickel back in line into eighth place. Flashes the headlights there at DJ. So through is the three car of Alessandrini. Back up to the race lead. No changes there. Darling leads now by eight tenths of a second, slowly extending this lead. You mentioned earlier how being smooth is fast. Well, Darling, I have not seen him make one little slip on this entire race. He's been almost perfect, or as perfect as you can be in this car. And, and that's really what's helped him stay up front. Yeah, we're seeing him run really fast. I mean, he's running qualifying pace laps over and over and over. His last lap at 51.764, his best at 51.477. The 51.764 would have been the best, would have been a third best overall, and that wasn't even his best. It's a fast laps, and he is just keeping that gap stretched. A 1, 2, 5, 0 oh second lap right now. Uh, of gap right now, I mean, to the car behind him. Nyman is in chase, but... Uh, 1.5 uh, 1. second now that uh, that is for you. Darling is just 
lighting this track on fire and making it his own right now. Well, also lit on fire is the rear bumper of Alex Barroso because he's got Canahan Seal basically starting a campfire on the back of it with how much they've been uh, they've been so close to start rubbing them together. The front bumper of the 23, the rear bumper of the 39 into the braking zone now. Al Seal on driver's right, late on the brakes, he backs out. And this is a confidence thing. You know as soon as you go to the brake pedal if you're going to make it or not. And it's a terrifying feeling when you go to the pedal. I did this in a test race at VAR, absolutely destroyed. I think it was Caleb Nichols. Uh, you, you hit the brake pedal and you, all of a sudden you go, uh-oh, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> and it, it's too late by then to do anything about it. Uh, with no ABS uh, and a lot of speed under these cars, uh, when, when you overdo it, I mean, it, it, you almost keep accelerating when you're locking up. It's, it's not pretty. You, you try to lift to let the grip regain, and it just doesn't happen. Meanwhile, let's check in on Elvis Rankin in the 54. Remember where he started? How about back in 31st? 31st to 11th, plus 20 for the 12-year-old yeah. driver in this number 54 car. Yeah, 12 years old. Believe it. You see it? There he is. Yeah, really solid performance overall for a lot of the last chance qualifier drivers. I mean, they're they're working their way through the field. We're seeing Borsman up to 27th, Houghton in 30th, but Rankin, I mean, he has just jumped all the way through most of this pack. Uh, he is uh, he's doing quite well. A 52, uh, 2, 5, 6, his best laps. That would put him in like fourth best overall uh, in lap time. And he's dealing he's doing that with traffic, which is obviously not easy. Really, really uh, solid, strong performance from the back of the pack. He's really uh, flexing uh, pretty hard here in this uh, beautiful livery Porsche. <laughs> yeah, the, the Fanatec livery on that car, the matte black and the gold. Always love those colors there. So he sits in 11th place, just about to grab himself a top 10. What a finish that would be. And he's certainly going to be able to get there in time. He ran almost two seconds faster than McHugh the last time through. So the 17th time in the top 10, I fear, is uh, going to be short here as we see John Nichols in the 38. Uh, he's going to head to pit lane with uh, crash damage in his, uh, in his portion. And five minutes, ten seconds roughly on the clock uh, rolling through. That's a, that is a strong performance overall for Rankin. Just congratulations to him, and we're really glad that he's running here with us. I uh, hope to see him uh, next week as well. Hope to see him at an actual grid life event someday, and I don't think it's going to take too much convincing to get him out there. But I was talking to him earlier in the week, and I said, you know, you know for he's inside the motorsports industry more than I ever was. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think grid life for me was kind of the ticket to the inside world and uh, to really experience it from a different perspective. And I think for Elvis, it'd be great for him to come out, get a ride along with, with somebody in a, in a fast car and put him in a drift civic with Tomo. Teach him how to, how to really uh, get scared for the first time in your life. Truly scared. <laughs> that's, that's what you do. <laughs> do, uh, do you know where he's located? Where he's, uh, I don't he's know, located? actually. I'm sure DJ knows. Uh, actually, I guess I can look at the, the club here. Well, that, that, oh, maybe California would be my guess. West. West. Um, so it's not even that late for him. I, th I think there's a California club, though, so maybe it's not actually California. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we got to get him out to a grid life event at some point because uh, you can't have this much talent be that young and not have it get seen. So yeah. uh, it's 10th yeah, right now. Talent. Right now he's worked his way up uh, 20, what, 22 spots? 23 yep. spots? Yeah, that's, that's fun to watch. Very, very cool. A 52, uh, 256, we said his best. Uh, the best overall still, a 51477 by Paul Darling. He is not besting his time. So the tires are seeming to go away a little bit. His last of a 52046 as we're approaching the, uh, the three and a half minute mark. Uh, how many laps should that be? That would uh, be about yeah, we're two gonna, laps ago. Two laps ago next time by. That's correct. As you see, James Barr now working over McHugh for 11th spot. That battle has not fizzled. What has, though, is the race lead. Paul Darling leads Nyman by one second. 
and Nyman was half a second quicker last time. Uh, but yeah. overall, this lead hasn't really changed that much. I will tell you, though, that Nyman, uh, his 51.5 was one of the quickest laps we've seen in this race. I don't think it was a legal lap, meaning he stayed within the track limits. But either way, he's flying right now. We'll see if he can use these final two laps to catch up to that race leader. Yeah, 1.5 seconds was the longest gap that I saw there. And yeah, as you said, stretched down, stretched out to 1.5. It has shrunk down to 1.04 right now. So. so Nyman in the 57 tries to catch up to Paul Darling. As Austin Cobb sits in third, he's been unable to do anything with Darling. So Nyman goes on through. Chad Curzon, we saw him earlier in the night. Look at this battle back here. It's all for position. Chris Hart, Jacob Bessemer, real tight as they head into turn 12 and 13. And uh, Elvis Rankin in 10th still. DJ Allison Dreamy in 7th still. Both those drivers struggling their uh, their way up still. But uh, Darling, Nyman, and Cobb, uh, super consistent. And uh, I think this is where the... Uh, this is where the pedal uh, gets pushed deeper into that German uh, sheet metal below. Uh, we'll see what happens. This, oh, oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the way you want to do it right there. <laughs> yeah, Chad Curzon goes around in the 74 car. I'll take another look yeah. at it here. So easy to just have the car just slip a little bit. Was this just too much curve? Oh, just, he's already sideways leaving the corner and could never really gather it back up. So around he went touches the wall just a little bit he was in p26 as he drops right now but uh yeah overall those leaders uh they are the gap is maintaining uh but uh shrinking 0.616 the gap right now from nyman to darling so uh he's doing something uh, correct uh, mr nyman dan nyman is closer closer uh, and just about within striking distance right now one mistake and it's his he has one lap and he's looking how much he gained in 12 and 13 that did away with yeah. every little bit of lead that darling had left white flag in the air for the grid life i racers hard times challenge presented by mike's harder one more lap on twin ring motegi and nyman has closed in six tenths in one lap if he does that again he'll be the race winner but getting there's one thing passing's another adam is almost to the rear bumper 0.466. We're seeing this gap just dropping and dropping. Uh, 0.450. Uh, there, uh, maybe he found the hidden nitrous bu uh, button uh, somewhere in this uh, Porsche 991. But uh, clean laps over, solid laps overall, speed, pace wise, and braking wise. Maybe he kept a little bit more tire underneath that car. It's, it's hard to tell. He's flashing those lights. Trying to be any sort of distraction that he can be to race leader Paul Darling in the 155. Again, one mistake, as you mentioned, Adam, that'll bring Nyman right back into the mix. And Austin Cobb is saying, yes, please go have an issue. That'll bring me right into the mix as well. Half a lap left. Zach Buchanan is at an amazing race. He sits fourth in the number 40. Then Barroso running out the rest of your top five. Alessandrini uh, is only back up to seventh. But we go back to the race lead because Nyman's now two tenths back. He's going to have one last opportunity into turn number 10, and that'll really be it. So he's going to have to be right on the rear wing of this 155 entering the final hairpin. The barn is burning. There's less than uh, less than half a second between the two right now, and uh, it's still anybody's race, ah. this P1 and P2 battle. Big lock up there for Nyman. He got, got in a little bit too hot, and he needed to be on the 155's bumper into this corner right here. I think it's going to be over, but a valiant effort by the 57. Had he not locked up, had he been right on the 155's bumper, he might have had something for him. Darling, slight lock up on the right front into turn number 10. Two corners left now through turn 12. And through turn 13, Paul Darling, an excellent, excellent race for him, holds off a charging Daniel Nyman in the closing laps. Checkered flag for the Grid Life iRacers. 
Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. Lights flashing in unison. Darling goes to victory lane. Good, uh, good last lap effort there by Nyman. Uh, perfection wasn't quite there, but he was just about on that bumper. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the P1 through 3 battle uh, not changing, but there's a storyline there. Nyman uh, in P2, Paul, Dar Paul Darling in P1, uh, and Austin Cobb in P3. Buchanan, Barroso, Houseel, Alessandrini, Schickel, from Rankin in P10. So good, solid, strong performance there for Elvis Rankin. Hope to see more of him. Uh, but uh, a fairly clean race. So good, good job to everybody involved. We love seeing that. Now here's a look at uh, Ryan Kristoff. He had an off right here on the final lap, went around for a spin, as did, uh, I believe it was Borsma that we saw reset back to the pits. And the 668, or 688 rather, of Max Lufer also had an off. Uh, in the final sector right where Kristoff is passing through now, so not the race that he wanted. Here is a look at your unofficial race results. Darling, Nyman, Cobb, Buchanan, Barroso, your top five. Darling led nine of 11 laps. He started second, came home in first. What a race there, uh, Adam. It wasn't uh, quite the nail-biter that we expected uh, up at the front, but Nyman really pushed the issue there. Had he gotten another two tenths and he not made that mistake into the hairpin, he might have had a shot. That, uh, that goes to show, I mean, we talked about it a bunch at the beginning, but this, this car, hard to drive, this track, hard in the braking zones to get perfection, uh, and those two things combined, it, it, uh, it was not an easy day for anybody. Certainly was it. We're going to jump to a break for just a few minutes. We'll be right back in just a few for driver interviews. Stay with us. Welcome back live to the Gridlife iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. We're here now with your 10th place finisher, Elvis Rankin. Elvis, uh, I think everybody that didn't know you before is going to know you now after that performance tonight. 31st to 10th in the feature race. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from, what's your background, and how you made up 21 positions en route to a top 10 result tonight. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I'm Elvis Rankin. I'm one of the younger people in the group. I am fight for the young people in iRacing. Uh, I race stock cars out in California, and then I run some Formula cars on the road course out, like, out east. But it was a pleasure to be here tonight, just trying to keep the car smooth all night. These GT3s, super challenging, and it was definitely a fun, fun race. Obviously, tonight we saw a lot of incidents in the heat races. You were involved in one of them. What do you think makes Motegi uh, such a challenging course for this particular car? Is it the long braking zones, the hairpin corners? What combination of things do you think led to those opening opening lap incidents there? I think everybody really just started to get jumpy right at the start, and, you know, they wanted to be the first one into turn one, you know. Maybe got a little bit ahead of themselves, a little greedy, and they just missed the braking point. So it was a little bit upsetting that we couldn't get a chance to fight for the win because had to start in the constellation but definitely 21 spots gained was definitely uh, a good thing for the night yeah great way to start overall we uh, we love seeing you here and uh, we're glad you're here with us so. elvis rankin ranked 10th after tonight uh, elvis thanks for talking to us we'll see you next time yeah thank you guys well, now to our fourth place finisher zach buchanan in the project two number 40 zach you had your rear mirror and your uh, rear bumper full of race cars there for the entirety of the night. Walk us through the feature, though, holding up Barroso uh, and House Seal for a couple minutes there as you battled for a top five position to come home in fourth. Hey, guys. Well, that was one of the hardest races I've run in a while. I am sweating buckets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, these guys are some of the most talented sim racers I've raced with, and I raced with these guys in the Redential Series, so... Have, having battled them tonight like that and come out on top is something really, really good for me. I'm really proud of how I drove tonight. And yeah, it was a lot of fun from start to finish.
I'm curious about your setup prep for this race, because I know a lot of drivers use kind of off-the-shelf setups provided by some of the other members, but uh, how much adjusting are you doing in the race, if at all, to the brake bias? Because we saw you beating so many drivers into turn number 11 on the brakes. Was it moving it more forward, more rearward? What was the balance tonight, the best balance for you in that 40? Um, there was a sweet spot, and for me, it was just short of the front brakes locking up. Uh, there was a couple points in the race. I don't know if you caught one of them, but Ken, nearly, I think it was Ken, nearly passed me because I locked up into one of the um, one of the S's there, and I had to move the brake balance back a bit. But once I got that dialed in, I was able to get deeper on the brakes, and I think most of the people I was racing around. Of course we caught it, Zach. We're at SimTV is the all-seeing eye. So. <laughs> the all-seeing eye. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. A nice, solid top five run for the Project 2 car tonight, Zach. Thanks for coming out, and a nice run. Yeah, thanks, guys. Move on now to our second place finisher. Actually, I'll make that our third place finisher tonight. It'll be Austin Cobb in the number 36. Austin, a, a really strong run tonight. Third place podium for you, but not quite a race win. What did you need to go up there and beat Daniel and Paul? Uh, you know, I probably should have put in more practice. Honestly, I only did one practice session, ended up with a long weekend, and next thing you know, it's Tuesday. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're building real cars in real life too much, but uh, you, you ran fast tonight with a 51.5, your fastest lap. What's the secret to uh, to running this car at this track? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was re it's really just all under braking, for me at least. Obviously, there's more in it that uh, I couldn't find, Paul, and um daniel had insane pace and i was just trying to hang on but uh a lot of it's under braking so had to find that perfect brake pressure and start sending it well next week we head to sonoma california that is a, an extraordinarily technical racetrack that requires you to charge pretty hard but uh there's a lot of places to make mistakes there uh, is that a track that you expect will be more difficult than the season finale at brands hatch or is it difficult in a different way perhaps uh, you know, I honestly don't have a lot of experience at brands. Uh, Sonoma is not one of my strong tracks. It is extremely difficult, even in regular Joe cars, like a global MX five cup. <laughs> so I got a lot of work ahead of me and, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be pretty tough and kind of separate the guys that have figured this car out truly, uh, from those of us or, you know, anybody else that's kind of on the fence of figuring it out. So we'll see how it goes. Hey, Austin, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Podium result for the number 36 tonight. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll move on now to our final interview of the evening. It'll be our race winner, Paul Darling, in the 155. Held off a late race charge from Dan Nyman. Paul, walk us through that race. Looked like it was going to be pretty solid Paul Darling victory, but Nyman kept Giannis there on the white flag lap. Walk us through it. He absolutely did. I think um, I was... At the very end, the last few laps with the track cool and the track ripping up, I think we were able to push the brakes a bit harder than the previous laps. Um, I was trying to not die <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> as my main priority um, and just trying to keep it consistent and not give um, Daniel behind me a chance to make a dive anywhere. Adam, anything for race winner, Paul Darling? Uh, I think uh, you were setting a, you were putting a lot of super fast laps on uh, it. Uh, what is uh, what is the most difficult part of this track and these cars for you here? Uh, this track, I'd say, I don't know. It does seem very flat. It is a lot of stop start. You just got to really yeah. angle the corners tight. But this car is just a nightmare on the brakes. Unless you have a load cell, it's uh, pretty. It's even with a load cell, it's pretty vicious.
Yeah, super consistent, uh, really, really solid performance overall. I mean, uh, just about a clinic uh, put on by you tonight. So congratulations. Great drive. Would have been better if uh, Tomo didn't leg out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, Paul, thanks for talking to us. Good luck next week at Sonoma. Thank you, guys. Well, that's where we're headed next week, Adam. It'll be at Sonoma, California. But again, Tomo lagging out with his internet issues. And again, if you've made it this far on the YouTube recording that you're watching maybe tomorrow, or which would be the 27th, uh, you're rad because that's a long time to watch a, a pre-recorded race. But again, we had some technical issues. Apologies for that. Uh, that'll all be sorted out for next week at Sonoma. But we're going to go racing two more times this season at Sonoma and Brands Hatch, two totally different racetracks, Adam, uh, but two very, very fun venues for 40 yeah. drivers plus to be racing uh, for the Hard Times Challenge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Sonoma. That's a one of those one of those iconic American road courses. But uh, Brands Hatch, kind of the same thing over on the other side of the pond too. So. Uh... Should be a couple of fun weeks ahead of us. All right. Again, thank you so much for watching. And thanks again to Mike Sarter for coming on board and sponsoring these events, even if they do have a little bit of problems now and then. But, you know, it doesn't have problems is Mike's harder. Again, they've been excellent in supporting us so far. Uh, make sure you check them out uh, as we head on to Sonoma, California next week, back home to the United States of America. We'll see you there in California in one week's time. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.